Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is pharmacist David Washbourne, and we'll be discussing his experience with different technology platforms he has used or is currently using. So welcome, David. Welcome, Scott. Hello, Scott. I'm very happy to be here this afternoon and hope we can provide some good insight. Great stuff. Now, David, uh, we might have bumped into a few, uh, each other, sorry, uh, uh, several years ago, but I'm just wondering, you know, you've been traveling around a bit and never maybe as much as me, but how many different states have you worked in now? Well, probably easier to answer the other way. What state haven't I worked in? And it's essentially the Northern Territory, if we can call that a state, and the ACT, every other state I've been, I've had stints in or gigs in. Okay, so uh, that, that's a kind of a, a great uh, history there. So tell us a bit about yourself outside of that. Well, essentially, I'm a, I'd stop short at saying I'm a techo kind of guy, but I'm very interested in, in technology, although I may not partake in every aspect of it. I love science in general, particularly the physics parts of science. And of course, being a pharmacist, I'm extremely interested in pharmacology per se. So, and the chemistry side of that. So chemistry, physics, cosmology, the universe, that kind of stuff. That's where my kind of interests lie. So when, when you're not in the pharmacy, does that mean you're stargazing? Or? At some stage, I have stargazed. I've got this big, big refractor telescope, which is since I've been here in Melbourne, hasn't come out. But I do have, have stargazed at occasions. But more, more so the sort of reading involved in where the leading edge physicists and cosmologists are. Okay, cool. So, again, I think the first time we may have met each other was possibly in Perth. Is that where you're from originally? No, originally North Queenslander. So grew up from grew up in Townsville to the age of about 15. Father's a, a retired engineer. His company transferred him to Western Australia, and so the family moved. So I finished years 11 and 12 in WA and then spent some time in WA before returning back to Queensland and eventually turning back, returning back to WA again. So there's been a few cross-continent hops. Yeah, and, and WA is where you studied your pharmacy degree, yes? Correct, yeah, Curtin University through uh, 1999 through to 2002. So, David, I know from my interaction in pharmacy over a few years and uh, maybe not quite as many as yours, or maybe, maybe it is the amount, same amount, but um, you would have used a few different dispensary programs around the different states and uh, pharmacy groups, I would imagine? Yeah, just the, just the main sort of ones, Scott. I think predominantly Minfos, Fred, Lots, and I've had a very small sort of dabble with Zed, but they're, they're the main ones. I think... I think I worked in a couple of stores once with the old Aquarius and Mountaintop systems, but most of the time it's either been Fred Lots or Minfos. Well, the main ones. And have any of those, uh, in, in terms of a stock management system, uh, any of those stood out for you as, as being a little bit more effective than others? Not, not, we're not going to push a particular brand here. I'm just, again, interested in your thoughts. Yeah, just, it's just a personal opinion. I think I've enjoyed the most sort of workability with the um, Minfos side of the sort of stock management situations. Fred Office is very good, but I just find found for me that Minfos was a little bit more user-friendly for me. Okay, cool. All right, and uh, where are you these days, David? Currently uh, in in Melbourne in, in this COVID 
year we find ourselves in in the challenging lockdown environments. But at the same time, I'm working at Priceline at Croydon as a as a pharmacist in charge, working with the current owner, um, who is a, is the managing partner, and we have been excessively busy over this time. And I think. Almost every day has been like what everyone might imagine as being, you know, the few days leading up to Christmas. It's been like that for months now. No sign at the stage of letting up. Okay, and and obviously then because uh, the the uh, Croydon Pharmacy, it's in the for those that don't know, would be in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne, maybe slightly north east of Melbourne. So you, I would imagine you've you've had a few new customers coming in with the Melbourne. Uh, uh, CBD shut down. Are you finding more residents that are not shopped with you before are now kind of coming to you? Exactly. The interesting thing there is there's there's obviously the the very loyal Croydon and surrounding suburbs customer base. However, since some of the larger Westfields have sort of shut down, so to speak, temporarily, and the CBD, as you were mentioning, we have been doing an unprecedented amount of new profiles so that's new customers coming into the store who haven't been into the Croydon store before and they have been coming back again so it's almost like we've we're establishing a new habit for them and that's been quite noticeable cool and are you guys running a script script management program out there it's it's the priceline script management program very similar you might say to medadvisor and also it's kind of like a hybrid between the Guild, Guild uh, Care and, and MedAdvisor, but it's Priceline's own system. But it's very, very similar app-based script management where you know the, the SMSs get sent out and people can lodge either via SMS or email their preference for when, when their next prescriptions are dispensed. Okay, and I know for some recent discussions, uh, you've just transitioned over to eScripts. Can you talk to us uh, about that for a bit? Yeah, and and that. I think it's been very exciting because it's it's also been a fairly smooth transition, which has been quite unexpected. We actually thought there would be a number of hiccups along the way. But once we were fully up and engaged, and that was with the fantastic assistance of Fred Help, because obviously in Priceline we run the Fred dispense system, once that was integ- integrated with the new MedView flow, everything is now working very efficiently. And the, and the amazing thing is how the staff are really keen to engage in it now because it's like this new new thing for them. So it's a very very streamlined process. Essentially, customer patient comes in with their script basically on their iPhone or, or or their smartphone. There's a QR code, and it gets scanned into our system and then put in a queue, and then we then dispense it as per a normal script, and then. Instead of producing a repeat like you might normally do if there are repeats, it produces a new token, which is then SMS or email back to the patient. Cool. And uh, what's the uh, the customer reaction been to it lately, the ones that have come on board? They love it. It's like novelty. And I'm sure it is a novelty at the moment before it becomes more mainstream, which I don't think is going to take too long to establish. And they seem to feel pretty special. They, they It's a bit like when... You could first get your boarding pass on your phone instead of you know having to print out your boarding boarding pass before get catching your flight. You can look up on your phone. You see your QR code, which is your script, and it gives you all your script details. And they they love it. It's personal, and then there's almost zero 
you might say obviously it reduces the paper the paper uh, flow and helps with in at, at this stage the COVID nineteen sort of um, what are we what's the word I'm looking for COVID, the, the requirements for so social distancing yeah. or, or well not so much the social social distancing the the lack of contact the contactless situation contactless. Yep. yeah yeah which which is obviously one hundred percent more hygienic we're not handling paper scripts which yeah. have been you know in pockets and elsewhere. So customers and patients love it. They, they find it very easy. They've got it on their phone. They, it's not something that they can relatively lose per se, um, yes. which has been problematic in the past when someone says, look, I've lost my script or I've left it, I've left it at home or I'm traveling interstate and it's all back at home, et cetera, which are numerous and many times you would hear that in a day prior. So very, all the time, pretty much phones are kept on, a, you know, in a person's pocket or on them in the, or in a bag. So it's, it's very unlikely to have a, have a loss in that case. So they love it. They come in. They're very keen to see how it all works and, uh, and then are quite surprised at the, the end point when they get a new uh, token if, if they have repeats, pretty much sms or emailed to them straight away. And uh, thanks, David. And we and we, uh, we know from history that uh, sometimes customers don't like change, and you know, or, or technology changes. Have you, have you had any negativity or, or pushback from customers regarding it? Surprisingly, no. However, from our demographic there at Croydon, which is surprisingly sixty plus, so we have a high percentage of people in the sixty plus bracket. Not so many in them, what I would call the 20 to 45, 50 area. Okay. Yep. Predominantly, though, the e-scripts are coming in in that cohort and not so much the old, the sort of older folk, which either they're reluctant at this stage to have that as a, as a means of getting their script or simply they're not asking because we, we find that the younger, younger ones have gone in when they've seen their GP and asked for an e-script. Okay. Hmm. So I think that's an area that will develop when more and more doctors say, well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to write, write you your script instead of doing it in the normal way I might have done for you. It will now be on your phone. Have you got a phone? And most of them do. Yeah. So, David, I know uh, quite a few pharmacies in Australia are transitioning onto this at the moment. Was there much preparation that you had to do behind the scenes? I, I know, you know Priceline would have... Uh, Come, you know, come out with an instruction or conversion package, but what, what kind of preparation was needed from the pharmacy perspective? I think we had, uh, we had a long lead-in time. We, we, we'd known about this six months out or so, even last. I mean, it'd been, you might recall, Scott, it'd been pushed back a number of times. Yes. You know, in the perfect world, it was meant to be up and running December last year. Um, but the, obviously the machinations of putting the software and everything together and the the privacy and the security had to be all, you know, doubly checked. So it got it got delayed. So we knew for a long time this was coming and we were given long lead up times to to prepare for software changes, any any kind of you know, new scanning requirements we needed for the for the scanners and and any any other upgrades on software before it actually got enacted. And then there was the pilot program. So we got to hear about experiences there before it got it became mainstream. We had a lot of feedback from the guild. We had a lot of preparation, like material and information from the banner. Uh, this in this case being Priceline, 
and I'm sure it's been the case with the other the other major banner groups and situ- pharmacy groups as well. So there was a lot of lead up time, a lot of prep, a lot of time to be prepared, and we were all wanting this to occur. So it wasn't such a hard thing to do. And once it all came about from the head offices of say Priceline and and uh, the information from the guild, it was mainly just a menu driven situation to get everything set up. Yeah, cool. So uh, it sounds like overall it's been a, a pretty good experience and COVID-19 would suggest is, with the contactless activity has certainly kind of pushed this fairly quick and fast. So I, I'd be interested to talk again maybe in a couple of months' time and just see how it's transitioning through, but it sounds like it's been pretty positive so far. I believe it's been very positive. The, the one, of, one of the things I think will be interesting is pharmacy and and let's say the medical side, our medical colleagues, GPs and specialists, are tradi- we're, we're traditionally a very conservative bunch and we are, we are an area which is absolutely rife to take up every form of technology imaginable, you know, as, as we know from robotic dispensing through to the situation with e-prescriptions now. What, what I think will be the challenge is some of the, some of the medical on the medical side wanting to take up the technology or wanting to take up the opportunity to do e-prescriptions. So, for instance, we most pharmacists would agree with this, we still see some pretty poorly handwritten scripts in a, an area today when we don't need to have that. So I think over time e-prescriptions will become the very, very much the normal, a bit like now at this stage computer-derived or, or printed prescriptions are the norm now and occasionally you get handwritten ones i think what going into the future e-prescriptions will be the norm and occasionally we'll get a computer generated one so if we progress 10 years into the future you know if e-prescriptions or a form of them will just be the norm and all the new pharmacists being trained through the pharmacy schools won't even they'll, they'll be looking at our time as history yeah, it's, it's interesting. We were talking with a pharmacist last week who deals in the uh, Amazon retail world at the moment. And the example he uses is, you know, his, his children wonder in this day of Uber what a taxi stand is for and why any of us would have stood there for you know, more than half an hour waiting for the taxi. And you're right, it, the, the, the new uh, generation of pharmacists coming through won't um, see or realise that. I'm, I'm imagining, David, and again, it's, it's potentially par for the course. So the, the whole then flow through to a claim scenario is is that a bit more streamlined as well then i think the claiming the claiming process is not affected that much at this stage because once once you process the e-prescription you still generate a serialized number whether it be a concession repat safety net general etc so it's still generating that situation but for some time now we've been basically paperless claims so yes. as, as you dispense your script, you're claiming in real time based on the technology with the HIC, et cetera, now. Yes. So that hasn't changed or I don't think will change in any way because the e-prescription is really just another form of getting that request. It's, an, it's another form of, of obtaining that request rather than physically producing a piece of paper, a bit like if I go back to the boarding pass thing is that you can still choose to print a boarding pass out but there's plenty of people who would rather just go up to the the boarding process and then flash that code that they've got or that qr code to, to, as things so, and but it doesn't change them the end point where you get on that plane 
same situation with the claim. It doesn't change the endpoint of the claiming process. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So is there anything else around eScripts that um, we should be aware of or you can pass on information on? I think, and everyone who's doing them now in any way, shape or form, and to to give you an idea there, if I go back probably uh, just two or three weeks ago, we might have on average had one or two each day. Now we're processing five plus each day. So it's wow. okay. coming up into that sort of level. And I, I expect as we go into maybe early next year, then that would have doubled or maybe even tripled by then. So the key thing is to have the staff pretty much used to the fact that e-scripts are now a different way of presenting a prescription and you've got to integrate that in with the other still traditional ways of the script intake, which is obviously a person presenting with a paper script um, or someone now coming up and asking or mentioning that their GP has emailed or faxed a script to the pharmacy. So it's being able to integrate that into a queue system and for everyone to know that there's not only scripts in a sort of uh, physical pile, there's also scripts on your your queued pile in your MedView flow process. Process, yeah. Hmm. So on that note, David, is there, is there much change or difference then in terms of dealing with customers in the aged care facilities with, with this? That's a tricky one. And in fact, we at our pharmacy have a, a couple of nursing homes which are quite significant from a Webster packing point of view and also from obtaining scripts pretty much on a monthly basis due to the residents then, doctors who are looking after those residents and spending time each month writing all the scripts that are basically owed for the Webster packs. Now, yes. yeah. we haven't seen one e-prescription in that sort of area yet, and I think that will definitely be a slower process, and I'm not sure at this stage how that, how that is going to be developed and that's probably more a closer consultation with the prescribers at those residential facilities and nursing so, homes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so that might be something we can talk about in a couple of months' time if there's been any uh, uh, transition there. Exactly. Yeah. So, right, right now, the key group for us is that fairly younger group, twenty through to forty-five, who are you know coming seeing their GP and are requesting an e-script. The challenge, as I mentioned, is those other areas where the, the cohort is older and LR nursing homes and Webster packs or other forms of packing. And that, in the end, may involve some, edu- well, not say education, but some liaising with those groups and, and really running over where e-prescriptions might be, might be valuable. Yes, no, it makes sense. So in a couple of months' time, it'll be an interesting thing to, to reflect on, yes. Right, we'll go back on. So, David, that's been great to chat today. Certainly, uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed with interactions with you is your your diversity of knowledge geographically and with different pharmacies and groups. If uh, anyone listening to this today wanted to kind of connect or hook up, is, is it uh, what's the best way to contact you through the Priceline at Croydon in Victoria? At this stage, yes, Scott. Yeah, they feel they can feel free to contact me there and sort of follow up on any anything they might be further interested in in discussing or like to have run something past me. That would probably be the best way. Priceline Pharmacy Croydon. Yeah. That'd be great. David, thanks for your time today. It's been great to chat and look forward to staying in touch and and potentially talking again in a few months' time. Thank you, Scott. It's been fantastic. Cheers.